You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Michael Simon was impacted by the events that happened on 9-11, 20 years ago this September. It moved him to join the Minnesota Army National Guard and was called up to Iraq two years later and was deployed there for another two years. After returning stateside, a tumor was discovered that essentially ended his military service and affected his physical and mental health. Since then, though, sports have made a difference. He skis and instructs with Courage Kenny, a Move United member, and did his first triathlon in 2011, and has been a a dare-to-try athlete. Service is still important to Michael, and he finds ways to give back to the adaptive sports community. So, Michael, I thought we would just start with uh, talking about your military service. Okay. Well, I'll back up a little bit. My story's not typical, you know, for a normal, you know, person who who enlists or joins the military, whatever branch, you know, when they're fresh out of high school or early 20s or whatever, um, I kind of went the di- different. I went to conventional route where my parents said, you got to go to school, you got to go to school. And so I went to college and it was okay. I wasn't focused like maybe I should, but I made it through. Uh, that's how I ended up in Minnesota, originally from Missouri. Didn't know what I was going to do. Um, so I went into sales and marketing. I, you know, enjoyed it. Um, different things like that. I, a couple of different industries. Um, and then well, I was a swimmer in college um, for three years. And then one semester I went abroad, I went to Australia. So I always kind of had an interest in getting the international flavor, international business. So I went and got my master's international business, which is similar to an MBA. It's more international focus, but you know, that's what I did. Um, I, cause I want to do something that I traveled, um, I got a job in a company where I worked inside, but I dealt with offshore stuff. So I learned a lot. Um, and around all the time that I finished my master's and everything, we had a little event where some folks flew some airplanes into some buildings, mm-hmm. 9-11. And I kind of made the decision there. So, you know what? I've never really done much. I don't feel for my community or country. And I always wanted to thought about joining, you know, I wished I would have, and that's what pushed me to, to finally do it. Um, so I joined early thirties, the Minnesota army national guard. I went the basic training, all that. I wasn't a typical case. And of course, some folks looked at that. Why did you join? I just explained why this is my chance. Um, then within about two years after I joined, uh, we got the orders, my, you know, called up to Iraq about, 2004, 2005. And that's when, you know, everybody was getting called up reserve or guard. Mm-hmm. So I spent, went over there. Um, we did a supposed to be an 18 month deployment, six month train up, 12 months in combat theater. Um, we could have done that. I felt the train up a little quicker, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, and then um, we were about a month from coming home and getting to 2007. So they, they, they ordered the surge, which I think they probably thought we're thinking about that for months. They just didn't 
let the cat out of the bag or whatever you call it. So we got extended another four months in country. So about the time I came home, um, 17 months in combat theater, and you know, the time we got released from active duty orders, it was right up on two years. Mm-hmm. I came home, went back to everything, uh, my su- civilian career, which is fine. I was freshly married. We're excited to start our lives together and everything else. And uh, about nine months later, uh, my wife says, there's something up with you, your, your, your behavior, emotions, and moods, you know. And, you know, so you need to talk to somebody. And so I did talk to somebody. I thought it was PTSD, but uh, this is at the VA here, local VA. After a certain amount of months, they finally ordered an MRI, and they found a large tumor. Actually, it was the third largest frontal lobe meningioma, which is kind of determines your behavior. So that kind of explained that. It was benign, luckily, but it was so large, I think the way it's explain is it thought it was cancer you know they got it out just in time but my life essentially changed overnight my civilian career I was going to have to take time off I couldn't go back just go back to work a week after surgery I had to go through rehab and just recovery but my military career I kind of knew was over Um, you know I wasn't going to be deployable anymore so I wasn't going to be you know reclassable or do do whatever program like warrant or whatever I wasn't going to be able to do that because you're not deployable. You're not, you're not promotable essentially, which is fine. So I was, my funk kind of, you know, I went in a funk mm-hmm. and uh, for like 18 months, I mean, I helped, you know, do some stuff, start a business, my wife's aunt and uncle to give me some sense of identity in my career. Um, but just athletic wise and everything, I just felt out. I wasn't going to drills. I wasn't around folks. And uh, what changed is, uh, about a year and a half later, I went to this the DAV Winter Sports Clinic in Colorado. And because mm-hmm. I grew up skiing out west and stuff, um, you know, we'd always go on spring break. I kind of, you know, I got back on skis. I'm like, hey, I like this, you know, so that. And, of course, being around other veterans, you know, folks have a lot, maybe dealt a lot harder hand than I did um, out there skiing, you know, vision impaired, whatever, or, you know, they're, they got lost limbs. Um, so th- the light came on and then about six months later, I went to a, a summer veterans event, like a summer sports clinic in San Diego. And I got back on a bike <laughs> and one of the activities, I'm like, you know what? I swam. I did one triathlon with the school, the intramural thing. I liked it. Always kind of wanted to maybe do another one, but that's what pushed me. You know, second I got on the bike, the light totally came on. And so that was you know, kind of where it all started about a year after the summer clinic, I did my first triathlon, like officially nuts. And it's like, once you start that, you're hooked on it. So <laughs> in the summer, you know, I do the triathlon endurance sports because I enjoyed, I enjoy the challenge. And then also the winter I did the skiing and uh, I did the local adaptive program as a participant here for a couple of years, courage Kenny program, which move United's affiliated with, um, and I decided, you know what, skiing has done so much for me. It was like the start of pulling me back to life, um, essentially. And so decided, hey, I w- this is my chance to get back is, you know, help show others and help others, you know, get back into skiing or whatever. Just, you know, I think the essential idea is to get them out. You, 
you know, it's not even about skiing. You got to pick something and, you know, it's to get folks out. I mean, yeah, there are a few people that we're with were in the military and then there were some, you know, disabled kids and adults and so forth. And skiing is, I mean, it's what they look forward to. So I, I help instruct in this program. My long-term goal is to do the PSIA, which Move United's helping with. Um, so I can actually go and volunteer at some of these bigger clinics. I mean, Ultima is maybe DEV, but the Hartford and things like that. And yeah. That's, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So, and I mean, I love to ski. I live for it in the winter and in the summer I have my thing. So. And Michael, when was your first triathlon? Do you remember what year that would have been then? It's like 2011. I did my first one and it was a sprint and I did sprints for a couple of years just cause I didn't figure out, wasn't training right. Didn't know how to train until I got hooked up with dare to try so now I have a virtual coach who basically writes workouts and then once a week um, we talk about it. And then today, yeah, it's our weekly meeting, our, you know, phone, phone appointment in the afternoon, every Monday afternoon. And then hopefully this year we'll be back to camp, the military camp. So, you know, we can all race together, you know, yeah. and be together. I mean, that's so since then I've been doing it now I'm doing the international distances my long-term goal is to do an Ironman and now COVID kind of pushed it out another year by the end of 2022. I hope to have my first Ironman under my belt. I'm going to sign up to be do my first 70.3, a local race. My goodness. (laughs) And it's not so much. Yeah. There's times you get halfway through those things. Like I did the Marine Corps marathon, not this past fall, and uh, which, you know, out in your area. Yeah. And you, just because that's the end of an Ironman, and I'm like halfway through it, I'm like, why the heck am I doing this? But you know, at least I had a venue running around DC, so you get to see things while you're running to keep your mind. And then, of course, you got the support of the Marines and then other veterans. I mean, it made you know, it made the thing, it actually it made it fun. So, yeah, indeed. And 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 so you said you you swam in college, where did you develop that love and interest for swimming? Um, when I was a freshman in high school, I swam like a summer league at the club or whatever, you know, we weren't, you know, wasn't what you call competitive. And then my, one of my best friends from high school said, you know, you really should go out for the team, at least go out your freshman year and see how it goes. And then the first couple of weeks, well, the first month, month and a half, I'm like, why did I do this? You know, I've never had to practice this much. You know, you, you go into the varsity <laughs> sports even though I wasn't varsity training, but, you know, after a couple of months, all of a sudden I'm like, you know, this is kind of fun. I enjoyed it. And so I went through the high school, which is more pretty much all high school is pretty much all sprint events with an exception of one event. It's a cent, you know, essentially all sprints. But then I went to college and I swam and I realized uh, that I'm, as long as I'm conditioned, right, I'm a lot better swimmer when it's a little bit longer. I may not be the fastest off the blocks, but if it's just that consistent pace, I can do it. And that's the same way with triathlons. Mm-hmm. I mean, sprint, triathlon, it is sprint, meaning pretty much the whole thing. You're going, you know, swimming on that bike, you're going all out essentially on that bike. And, you know, I can do it, but I'm better at this. I'm better at it when it's a little bit longer where you're still going a nice pace. But, you know, you aren't going at 
you know, 90 RPMs through the entire bike ride. So. And do you have, do you have a favorite triathlon that you've done? One of my fa- the favorite triathlon I've done is Chicago, but it's kind of like the Marine Corps marathon. I like the venue. And then also I was around dare to try and so forth. So, you know, that, that made it that much better. And then also with an exception last year, at the military camp, we do Leon's triathlon, which is just outside of Chicago and Indiana. And it's, that's just the, it's the, it's the venue, you know, and of Mm -hmm. course you're back around the veterans and others. I mean, that's, that what, that's what makes it fun. I mean, I'm not the fastest, you know, I mean, we got folks like Melissa Stockwell who are the top of the top, probably one of the best in the country, you know, the essentially the world. And, uh, but getting to, you know, be out there with them and learn from them. That's a big thing. So mm-hmm. indeed. not and to mention it's got the best coach. <laughs> I think Jared try has got the best coaching for triathlons in the country. I know there's good coaches, but overall we could, I don't think we could have a better coaching staff. So yeah, there's that great coaching crew there. Yeah. All together. Yeah. Yep. And I meant to ask, since you had a master's degree, did you go in as an officer? No, I didn't. Um, I went to school went to school I part of it if I didn't do ROTC which is you know I couldn't do both sports and ROTC but no you went in you went enlisted huh yeah and I was gonna do officer warrant when I came back but I think the tumor or whatever I just like you know what I don't want to I don't want to get deployed anymore or (laughs) not for two years it's just was too much and I, I know the tumor is my my attitude wasn't the wasn't the best when I came back. In other words, I wouldn't been what I call a, I wasn't a model soldier at all for a while. So I, I, I understood definitely. Yeah. And and so if your long term goal is to do an Ironman, what are you doing to 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 work towards that goal? What what are, what are some of the training uh, activities that you do to try to try to work yourself up to that? Well, last summer, of course, it was an off year, but it still got my cycling up with dare to try and then I did outdoor cycling and, and still working on running and running is not my favorite thing. You know, <laughs> I always said when I got out of the army that I didn't said, you know what, I'm done running. I could, I did it. I did. Okay. I did well on my PT test when I was in shape, but I didn't want to do it anymore. But now I got into triathlons and well, that's kind of the necessary evil. So I'm getting my running back up. I, of course I did the Marine Corps marathon this summer to start it off, I'm going to do a couple half marathons I got scheduled. Hopefully, we'll have one in four weeks. As long as COVID, they open up restrictions. Right, yeah. And then I'm going to do a couple Olympic triathlons again. And then, you know, by the end of the summer, I'll do my first 70.3, you know, because I got to get at least one or two of those under my belt. And then we're supposed to finish off the season didn't happen last year is going to do the Chicago marathon. Then again, I'm back with people, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all out there for a common, you know, goal and support and two, you know, got to get another, I think another marathon under my belt essentially because, you know, I may not run like a normal marathon pace when you're, you know, just that's all you're doing, but got to remember, I get off that bike after a hundred miles (laughs) <laughs> and you still got another marathon to finish. And so it's got to get that mindset up. It's not even just train. It's a lot of training, but one, but two, you have to, a lot of finishing those things. It's mental. You know, it's, I think it's, I think it's over half mental 
or more when you're doing those longer things because yeah. even the best in the world say they're going to have doubts, you know, you know. Yeah, because those are just crazy distances. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, man. <laughs> I mean, I like this guy named David Goggins, and I tell anybody, you know, if if words offend you, certain words of the vocabulary offend you, don't listen to it. But I think that's just the way he is. And, uh, you know, he says, yeah, there's doubts, but you have to turn it on. Hey, I can do this. And, you know, you know, and it's, it's with training too, you know, and it's not always easy to train alone, you know, versus when we're together, Hey, come on, like today and dare to try on a virtual workout. It's like, come on, good job. You know, it's a, it's a different thing when you're out there by yourself, but you, it's, you got to turn it on and, and of course, triathlons, you know, that's an individual sport. So there will be times even in a long race that you're going to be out there by yourself that you got to, you got to tell yourself why you're there. And, and, you know. And so do you like to train with others in as a result of that? Or do you like to train solo? Um, it depends. I don't mind biking solo when outside, um, when it comes to running, you know, it's, it'd be nice to have, be around folks more. So. Cause it's encouragement and hopefully I'll get back into the pool shortly. Last summer was not a good year for doing it, you know, cause I had no pool workouts and, you know, even I have a swimming background, you, um, you gotta be in swimming shape, particularly swim over a half a mile for Olympic. I wouldn't have been ready for that last summer just because you swimming it's you're using different muscles and getting a certain breathing pattern down and everything else. Yeah. Most of the, triathletes that i have interacted with swimming is the least favored i guess so at least you swam in college so you you have that as an up in my opinion you're 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 up on them because uh, at least you you bring that background most of them do swimming as a as a necessity only because it's the third you know leg or the third piece of the triathlon yeah, yeah. Well, at, least well, at least they get done and they're they're done in short now i mean if, if you're if you just get your swimming down to, you know, normal, just normal skills, like a novice, but your condition, if you're a good biker and good runner, you're going to do just fine. So I've seen plenty of people come out way ahead on the water and then they don't finish in the top five because the ones who had the bike lane and running down, that's just the way it goes. The fact that you bring that, you know, experience to a triathlon is, is great. I love, I love that you mentioned, you know, you and I were the, in the same in, in, in the regard of when I, when I was done with the army, I was done with running. <laughs> I, mean, I just didn't want to, I mean, I love sports. I love all kinds of other activities, but I would, that's the one thing I was done with was running. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's a necessity in the army. You don't, you know, you have to do it to pass your PT and everything else, or at least that's the way they did it when we did it. I don't know. You know, I've heard they've made a, you know, changes now if you can bike or whatever, but I don't know. So you had to run in the army and you had no choice. So, so what are some of the, um, so what do you have a specific Ironman that you want to do? I mean, that you have on your radar screen? Um, it was Louisville, but I guess they're no longer doing Louisville. So I'd like to do, um, actually Arizona, which it's, it's probably lucky that in a 2022 is when I'm shooting, if it goes to 2023, whatever, because I know this year with last year, there's, you know, they probably aren't taking new people because I'm sure all the folks that didn't get to go got, you know, probably got deferred. So that's mm -hmm. when I like to, I want to do like just the Marine Corps marathon or I want to do the venue where it's 
a separate trip, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, they, the closest one here is Madison, but I, it's not because it's challenging, but I, everybody tells me Madison, just because it's the middle of the U.S., it's a lot of hills and everything. So I figured, well, I wouldn't mind, you know, just want to do the, I want to do the venue. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that, that at least makes it, you know, more uh, interesting yeah. and hopefully more fun is, is, is you're experiencing something different. You're going to, a, you make a trip out of it. You make a, you know, yeah. you make a journey out of it as well. So, yeah. And, and besides, you know, besides, um, I know we've talked a lot about the, the triathlon piece. When, um, what are your goals for the skiing component? Um, finally, um, you know, I feel like I keep putting off and different things. I'd like to finally, um, get my PSIA done within a year, at least get, you know, level one, either right. Alpine or adaptive, or maybe if I can do them both is that's what I hope to finally get done. A lot of that is just scheduling and in, you know, timing. I mean, you have to take specific courses, you yep. know, certain times and they don't offer those every weekend. And so I, I won't deny, I wish they change it where you could do your written tests uh, remotely. And then, you know, you get a six months to a year, then you can go take your practice where you have to be out where you're getting, you have observers or raiders or what do you call it? Graders or, you know, whatever they're called. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I, unfortunately, I don't. Examiners, who knows, right? Yeah, it could examiner. be well, you know, they, they want you to succeed. Some of my, from what I've been told are tougher than others, but they want you to succeed, but you know, you have to be ready and that's going to show up if you haven't practiced or whatever. And during a typical winter, maybe not during, you know, COVID winter, but during a typical winter, how many times are you out uh, on the slopes with, you know, Courage Kenny? We didn't have Courage Kenny this year, which was, you know, saddening. And not for me. I mean, I got out a few, a few times, not as much as I would have normally, um, because I had an epic, I went to a local resort here. That, um, mm-hmm. but Courage Kenny, it's generally like I think six to eight times a year or something. You know, every Sunday, I that's what I did. They didn't have it this year, and I feel bad for, you know, I survived. A lot of us who ski survived the instructors, but the students. I mean, that's what they live for, and they need it. I mean, COVID. Mm-hmm. There's some good things that come out of COVID, like you know, like we're talking. Re- virtually and remotely. And there's, you know, there's some things that are good, but that is not, a, not what I call good because people need, you know, they need that socialization and so forth. So hopefully by next year, we'll be back to where they are having it, which I think they will. They're doing high school sports and college sports. Mm-hmm. They did them this year. They just were really regulated. So I don't see why they wouldn't have the program back next year. So. Well, uh, anything else you want want to mention real quick? No, that's good. I mean, essentially, like Move United's done a, a lot for me and the great staff and encouraging and so forth. And so I'm just tickled to get to be an ambassador because part of it, it's, you know, it, it's a benefit to you, but it, showing it to other folks. I mean, you know, and to me, I was it Churchill said, you make a living by doing whatever, but you you make a life by giving or what was something like Churchill and that's so true and you feel a lot better about it. 